In the name of Jesus. Amen. How was your Christmas night? I would imagine that the first Christmas night some 2,000 years ago was starkly different from yours and mine. It was probably a night like many others. For around the world, some 2,000 years ago, people were busy doing whatever it was that defined their lives at that moment. For some, it was a struggle against hunger, against fear and desperation. For others, it was enjoying their wealth and ease. For yet others, it was simply dealing with the pressures of their lives. But for all, some 2,000 years ago, that first Christmas was just another night lived in darkness. And indeed, it was and is still a dark world. God had created the world to live in union with him. He had breathed life into the father of our race, Adam, who was a creature of dust. He then had formed Eve from the side of Adam and had joined the two together to become one and joined them as well to himself. How bright, how bright the world must have been in Eden before the fall when they lived in harmony with the Creator. But then darkness came. Those created and loved by God rebelled against him, bringing with it a darkness that permeated all creation. Death had entered through sin. And as the children of Adam then procreated and filled the world, they took with them that very darkness, the darkness of that dreadful day in Eden when sin and death entered the world. And so maybe we do know a little bit about this darkness. Maybe some of this darkness has affected you, perhaps last night, or for most of your nights. Perhaps for you and your family, it's been a different Christmas this year with the pandemic and family gatherings. Perhaps even because of economics, fewer or smaller presents under the tree. So it was that night in Bethlehem, some 2,000 years ago. It, too, was a world of darkness cut off from the source of all light, the Creator. Yet, a light was breaking into the world. For a young girl carried in her virgin womb a son. And this daughter of Eve was about to give birth to the one who would be the light of the world. This infant would reverse forever the horror of humanity's fall into sin and death and darkness. This was the miracle of all miracles. That our human sister, Mary, became by the power of the Holy Spirit, the mother of God, the bearer of the Savior of the world. Now, the opening verses of the Gospel of John, which we read earlier, are among the greatest and most familiar verses of the Bible, or of any literature for that matter. In soaring rhetoric, the evangelist brings heavenly truth and majesty into human words, and the heavenly Lord into human sight. The one of whom John writes is not only the subject of these words, but also the author of all things. 
So the story of Jesus does not begin with the story of Mary, of Joseph, of shepherds, and of magi. It begins rather with the creation of the world and in the eternity before time itself was created. John writes, In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. He was in the beginning with God. All things were made through him, and without him was not anything made that was made. This is a great and mighty wonder. The creator, the word of God, now joins himself to his broken and hurting creation in order to redeem us all. And this was his promise from the beginning, from the day in which human sin broke the perfection of Eden, through the lives of patriarchs and prophets and kings, through a humble man named Jesse and the tree that would sprout through his son David, there is one golden thread that unites it all. History may change. Circumstances may change. But God's eternal promises do not. And on this day, This blessed festival of the nativity of our Lord, this holy Christmas, we see the descendant of Jesse, the Virgin Mary, bringing into the world a baby who will change the universe. Now, the prophets of God had foretold Christmas. Yet those who read the prophets still did not understand or see the presence of the fulfillment of the prophetic word. John tells us, as the gospel continues, He was in the world, and the world was made through him, but the world did not know him. He came to his own, and his own people did not receive him. See, God has not chosen visibly great and mighty people and things to work his great and mighty acts. He has chosen that which is humble and hidden to human eyes. And so it was that this fulfillment of all things came through a peasant girl giving birth in a stable. A barn, if we can call a thing what it truly is. And only having a feeding trough, a large food dish for animals as a place to lay her son. My grandmother would often chide us grandchildren when we left doors open, lights on, or dirty clothes strewn about. She would say, were you born in a barn? I should have answered her, but Jesus was. Here was the babe hidden in the tree of Jesse, who had now come forth as the fruit of that same tree. You see, humanity lives in a world that seems to be defined not by life, but by death. And we think sometimes as Christians that God is is far off from us, like it was back at the tabernacle when the, the cloud descended upon it, and a pillar of fire by day, and you could not come near to God. We think he's so far off that he has nothing to do or care for us. And so in our lives, in our culture, in our world, The sanctity of life is denied. Homicide and suicide are in the news every day. Nation rises against nation. 
political party against political party. All of these things as humanity finds new and more effective ways to wage deadly war against one another. We drive past a cemetery. And unless we choose to delude ourselves, we know that the day will come when our own earthly bodies will be placed in a grave. Because death, death is a darkness, a separation that permeates all of human history. And unless we are alive at the second coming of the King of Kings and Lord of Lords, it will permeate our own personal history as well. And it is into that grim reality of death, your reality and mine, that the words of John this day ring out with a hope and a certainty that defies the power of death itself. This word of God who created all things also changes all things. John continues, In him was life, and the life was the light of men. The light shines in the darkness And the darkness has not overcome it. So yes, it's a dark world in many ways. And let's be honest, it's been a dark year. And yes, all of us have sinned. And all of us thus deserve not only earthly death, but eternal death. And yet the Creator, your Maker, so loves you that he's taken this darkness and he's destroyed it with his own light. And where his light is, life, not death, reigns. Now the tradition of the Jesse tree, which we focused on throughout Advent, celebrates God's promises throughout human history. Promises that are more sure and certain than anything our eyes might see and our minds imagine. The world, the devil, and our sinful flesh would instead have us look inward for an answer to the darkness that surrounds us and fills us. Yet when we look inside of ourselves, we only find more darkness and hopelessness. We need God's own light to break into our darkness and change night to eternal day. And in Jesus, your Savior, the light of the world, God has given you that blessed light. Oh, that we would learn and remember the great truths that we hear from the Word today. John continues, The Word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we have seen His glory Glory as of the only Son from the Father, full of grace and truth. No human eye could perceive it that night, some 2,000 years ago. All they could see, and perhaps some still today, was another child being born. Yet this child would forever destroy the darkness, for he brought life into death. And his light was now to be the light of the world. Every force of Satan would seek to put that light out. Even Herod, King Herod, would attempt to destroy him by killing every male infant under two years of age. And as he gets older and teaches and preaches and does amazing miracles, bringing the light of God to bear in people's earthly lives, the scribes and Pharisees would seek to silence him 
as he spoke and did those words of life. And failing to silence him, they would seek to kill him. So some 33 years after the first Christmas, the babe of Bethlehem would be nailed to a cross. But this is what he had come to do for you. The Christmas story is about a baby who had been born to die. Yet not just to die, but to be placed in the utter darkness of a tomb And then on Easter morning to burst forth from the tomb, a new day, the light that dawns upon us in resurrection, in hope, in future. Because when the child of Mary rose from the grave, the light that began at Bethlehem shone so brightly that no one can put it out. And that light, thanks be to God, still shines in the darkness today, a light that neither the world nor Satan can ever put out. It shines as the babe of Bethlehem fills our lives with himself. It shines with a brilliance perceived only by eyes of faith that that gaze upon the baptismal font and the altar. It shines on you both this Christmas day and tomorrow and into the eternity He has prepared for you. Christ, the Word become flesh, shines in the midst of all darkness. He forgives and shines for you. In the name of Jesus.